Hello, friends, and welcome to the First Loved Podcast. Today, I want to continue with the Lord's Prayer. It took a little longer in the intro last time, and it was a wonderful surprise for the Lord to put the daddy experience that I've been having on my heart. Pete and I had a really good time processing that. It did make me think of one thing, though, and I want to add this before I go forward. On Wednesday, I was at a, I think it's called a New England Prayer Alliance. I wish I knew exactly the title, but it was a 10 o'clock to 3 o'clock event, people from all over the region to pray, to worship, and to share what God's doing in the entire region and how God's working through the church and in prayer and whatever. Anyway, they invited me to come and lead worship. So as I was doing that and we were progressing through songs that I had picked, I also had some other songs ready just in case because they'd mentioned sometimes as prayer picks up and different things are said that will kind of flow in and out of some worship songs. So one of the songs that I had put on the list to be available was Good, Good Father. And sure enough, at some point, based on what I was listening to and hearing, I was thinking, wow, this would be a really good time to sing that song. And all of a sudden, the leader looks over and says, Mark, do you have a song? And I went, wow, okay, that's cool. And so I sang that song. And if you're familiar with it, though, there's this bridge where it says, you are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. And I felt led to start there. And so I began to sing that. And eventually, I've even started then on the third verse, which I love because it talks about his love that's so deep and his peace, and that he draws us deeper and deeper into his love. And so I went straight to that verse and we're doing it. Well, on occasion, sometimes the Lord puts it on my heart to actually sing the song from God to his people, and particularly just mostly the chorus, so that. It's really powerful when you hear the Lord say, I am a good, good father. That's who I am. That's who I am. And you are loved by me. And that's who you are. And that's who you are. At some point, the Lord gave me some other things to say, even to impromptu sing. But I came back a number of times to that chorus, but leading into it, because the father says, I'm a good, good father. It's who I am. It's who I am. And at some point, I paused and was just quietly playing. And somebody stood up and began to pray and then suddenly began to weep. And she told me later that it was not normal for her to weep in general, never mind in a public setting. But the weeping was coming from this, what, this compassion that God put in her heart that how desperately the Father wanted people out there to know that he is a good, good father. And that based on awful father experiences and, of course, all the lies of the enemy, people have such crazy perceptions of who God is and what he's like. And I think as I was singing and everyone was hearing, but particularly this gal was hearing, I'm a good, good father. That's who I am. And it suddenly, she started to weep, I started to weep, and I just wanted to bring that up again because as we were talking about last time about Daddy and feeling the comfort of the Lord and the fact that Paul prayed, my kneel before the Father from whom all his family in heaven and earth derives his name. Robin reminded me too recently that in Paul's prayer in Acts 17 that even Paul said, remember, we are all his offspring. In that moment, we felt Daddy's heart for his kids out there that have been lied to, whose minds are so twisted and polluted toward him 
because of all of what they've heard and experienced. And we begin to weep with the heart of the father, the heart of daddy saying, I'm a good, good father. And how desperately I want the church to know that. And not just the church, but that we would get that message out there to his lost children that he's a good, good father, and he has done all that he can, especially through Jesus, to say, look, here's how good I really am. Here's how much I really love you. I demonstrated my own love for you in this, that while you were sinners, you were enemies, you were against me, you rejected me, I sent Jesus that you might be forgiven, that you would know my love, understand my love, be drawn to my love, and come back into relationship with me. And that his ache was that everyone would hear him say to them and sing to them, I'm a good, good father. That's who I am. And you are loved by me. That's who you are. You are loved by me. I was hoping to put that in the last one, but I just felt it was so important because please, please today, Hear the Father's heart, Daddy's heart, that it's not just those of us who have responded and believed and have become and been restored to being His children, but He really, really, really aches. Think again of Jesus, that I came to seek and save the lost. Think about the prodigal son and how much the Father was looking over the horizon for them to come home. Friends, we just so need the Lord to touch our hearts and remind us that for God so loved the world, and he still so loves the world that he gave Jesus, he wants people out there to know that he's a good, good father, good daddy. So, Lord, I just want to even take a moment right now to just pray that, to pray that over us, on us, in us, through us, whatever the right language is. Father, we just come before you right now and say, give us your heart, Lord. Seriously, Father, give us your heart for the people that we interact with all around us, particularly who don't know that you're a good, good Father. Father, we cry out to you for transformation, greater transformation to happen in our lives because Father, you said that just as Jesus imaged you as a son, that we as sons and daughters would image you, your likeness, that you, as you said to Moses and to all of us, that you are gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and you want to forgive wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Oh, Lord Jesus, give us your heart and let us see people the way you see them. Let us see the lost. Let us see the broken, the mean, the hurting, the cruel. Lord, let us see them and have your heart toward them. And most of all, God, please continue to work transformation in us that we would reflect you, image you as you really are, and that as they experience your love through us, they would come to know just how good, just how loving, how amazing you are, Father. So work through us, Lord. Transform us. And I just pray right now for each of us, Lord, for those especially who know that tune, Lord, would you help us to just begin to hum that and hear you sing it to us today?
maybe the next day and the next day. Lord, let it just repeat over and over in our hearts. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Well, didn't necessarily expect to start that way, but yay, Lord. Yay, Lord. So let's just come back to the Lord's Prayer then again. It begins, Daddy. And in Matthew's version, it's Our Daddy. The first three petitions are actually that we would cry out about the things that matter to God, that we care about His heart, about His desires, His passion, about who He is and what He's like. Well, I guess, wow, Lord, cool. That makes sense that we'd start off that you're a good, good father. So the three petitions, though, that explicitly ask for the earth to know you, to know God, the way the sentences are formed, it starts off with your name. Let it be hallowed. Let it be honored. Let it be lifted up. Let it be, yeah, respected. And the next petition is your kingdom. Let it come in your will. Let it be done on earth, on earth as it is in heaven. Folks, in some ways, you know, we, we run right through that and as it is in heaven and then boom, we just run on to the next thing. But I want to focus first on that middle line, on earth as it is in heaven. Friends, you've heard me say from time to time, my father often referred to the church as an outpost of heaven on the earth. It's almost like the church is an embassy in the earth of another kingdom. And we are supposed to represent what is always going on in heaven. And what is that? His name is being hallowed and honored and glorified and respected, loved and adored. And, and especially that in a name, when it says your name in Numbers 6, 24, 26, that you know, it's in a song. It's in the last song in the CD, that the priestly blessing. And I sing it first person from the Lord, that I will bless you and keep you and make my face shine upon you. But the actual instruction was to Aaron and the priests to speak that, to put that, place that name, his name on them in a blessing. In its original form is you would say, the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. And it was his name that was said again and again, and that his name would be on his people. And that when you were connected to his name, it was like a brand, right? Where brand names create an expectation. You expect something because of that name. Well, the thing is, is belonging to that name, it meant that you were loved, that you were cared for, that he would bless and keep and protect and supply and, oh my gosh, you know, to be under the name, to have the name of Yahweh. Well, so again, your name, your name, let it be honored, let it be hallowed. You know, even as I was thinking about the fact that people don't know that God is a good, good father, you know, is watching a very difficult film. Sometimes I do this where I watch sometimes these military things, and this was the war in Iraq, because it really does cause me to weep and pray for the soldiers and pray for the guys out there that they just see so much pain and so much death. But there was a moment in the movie where the guy just kept saying, I'm just going to say it, you know, it is a goddamn good day. And just GD, GD, GD over and over and over again. And all it made me think of was that petition is that, Lord, they don't even respect your name. 
They don't even know whose name they're using and that they're saying in such a way that I just started to weep. I started interceding and praying for the soldiers that they would know that there is a God and that He cares about them and that what is happening in their midst is not His will. It is not His kingdom. That His kingdom means that He's in charge, it's His rule, it's His reign, and nobody can vote Him out. There's no shift in governments. He is the King. He is the Lord. And we long on earth, on earth, for His will to be done, which primarily is going to be about loving and being loved. That's what we long for. That's what we ache for. That's what we yearn for, that God would do on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah, on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. Folks, I'm not necessarily saying like you should watch some of these movies, but I pray because of what the Lord's been working in my soul, it's been so neat to see some of these more difficult, realistic kind of films and just ache. And I was genuinely moved to tears and began to be an intercession. Oh God on earth, no more violence, no more evil, no more pain, no more hatred. I, I was so burdened by what was represented on the earth. And maybe one of the weird things is that Robin loves Hallmark movies. So, especially over Christmas, we watch a lot of them. And I know the formula is the same. And for some of you are like, Mark, seriously, you watch Hallmark? And I go, you know what? I do. And there's this, this series, too, that Hallmark put out called When Calls the Heart. We've actually just grown to like it because there's no swearing and it's just filled with kingdom values where people care about each other and notice one another and support one another and they don't want any violence, any non-love going on and they address it and deal with it. And I think the thing was because I, I realized I'm watching those movies and as Robin said, honey, I just like feeling good when it's over. And I'm like, wow. It's so true. It's nice to watch stuff that makes you feel good afterward. I don't care if it's the same formula. It's nice when people genuinely fall in love. And like most of the Hallmark movies, they don't kiss until the final like minute. And you watch this thing develop and whatever. Anyway, it's your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your name be hallowed. We want to pray for that in the earth, that it would grieve and burden us when it's not. And that we ache for the day when Jesus returns and that it's all restored. But even as we pray that, you and I as his people are the ones that bring his kingdom and bring his will into the earth as we do it, as we model it, as we live it, and particularly in terms of loving is loved. I just pray that God would put that heart in us even as I began with praying together. I want to finish again. Let's pray together. Father, Abba, Daddy, help us to genuinely, genuinely long for on earth, in our lives, our homes, our neighborhoods, our workplaces, our schools, wherever. Lord, that it would bother us, that we would yearn and ache and feel your compassion and longing and desire to see on earth your goodness, your will, your ways being done, Lord, where it's just so painful. It's so painful, Father, to see the evil. 
that goes on because of us not doing your will, not honoring you as the king, hallowing your name. So Lord, to that end, would you please move on our hearts as we pray through that petition, Lord, we pray, bring our life more into alignment. Help us to surrender to your will, eagerly surrender to your will. Jesus, we need you. We love you. Help us, O oh God. And to pray this prayer, not just matter-of-factly, rotely, and just run through it and not think about it, but I pray that our hearts would be gripped with your heart for your longing and ache to see the earth as it is in heaven. To that end, Lord, help us and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all, and may the Lord bless you as you pray the Lord's Prayer. Have a great day.